A perfect segue to start the night. Welcome to Cameos, your favorite Tuesday night hot tub stream featuring uh, Just Ramblin' and... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but maybe. Uh, tell us what you think. You know, we, we do this enough. I feel like we will pander to the fans. Um, in, all real, in all realness here, my name is O'Shaughnessy. I'm brought to you, as always, with Samson and Just Ramblin'. We're covering the... Last week in news and entertainment, full spoiler alert, deep dive for Loki and the Marvels. It's been a while. You've had your chance. What else were you doing with your relatives uh, if you weren't sneaking away to watch a Marvel movie or binge all of Loki? So you have been warned. We're going to we're going to do a deep dive. We're going to do a brief catch up on everything you've missed since last week. We had a huge news block last week, so a little bit abbreviated this time around. And then we'll get into the meat and potatoes, or the turkey and the stuffing, if you are uh, still in the Thanksgiving kind of leftover place like I am. Um, now I we we are still eating Thanksgiving leftovers. Like I'm trying to punish it, and it's it's not. We're not making a dent in that turkey bag. Um, all right, let me do a real quick thing because last time we had y'all on, we had some audio issues, so. Samson, I'm going to turn it over to you, and that will be our uh, impromptu mic check. So hit us with the what? news. You want me to just go into the first story? Okay, it's I think your segue. mic is good. I think oh yeah, that was that was the no. segue right there. It's all good. <laughs> all right. uh, I, know, I, I guess our, our first, first topic is this. What, Scream? Was it seven? Scream. Oh, yeah. Is it, is it seven? I don't. I don't know which number it is. People getting canceled on canceled. Yeah, but uh, what uh, Jen Ortega mm-hmm. was Jen Ortega. Sorry, uh, she was let go from the uh, Scream Seven project, and then also who else? I forgot the other actress's name. Uh, the I first one. She... The first one who got canceled for saying some shit about the. Israel Palestine situation. Yeah, sorry, I mix it up. All right, Melissa Barrera, she yeah. was like, oh, Jen, mm-hmm. Jenna Ortega left. There we go. Uh, um, so, yo, hit your hit your gain a little bit. Your gain is out of control. Oh my bad. It's all good. It's too it's too high. Yeah, too high. Oh, whoops. Sorry, y'all. That's that my. Better? That's much better. The yeah. silky sound of your voice. Yeah, you were you were. Pop in there for a second. I'm so sorry. Now I can turn you back right. up. So yeah, uh, Melissa Barrera was uh, dropped from Scream Seven. Jenna Ortega left Scream Seven. So uh, they're going to have to, you know, rethink Re- all these, rebuild things. the movie because that was their Is Gen it, yeah. X. Yeah, that was their Gen X draw. <laughs> Gen yeah, Z. It's okay. Yeah, it's pretty much a waste of money at this point because no one's going to see it. Yeah. And to be dropped for what she said is like, all right, you're at this point, it's like, you're doing too much. She didn't I, say anything outrageous. I just don't understand how you could read the room on the Twitter and TikTok landscape and think firing her is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't understand. So, well, today I learned that there is going to be a Scream 7. So maybe this is just a publicity <laughs> stunt to enlighten some of us. Because when you said that, I was like, wait, I remember they rebooted it, but like I didn't realize that they were doing no, it again. No, apparently 6 was 
amazing. Oh, uh, was yeah. it? A friend of mine, yeah, a friend of mine watched it. It's on a Peacock, I think. Yeah, I saw uh, it. It's great. Yeah, okay. So check okay. it out. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Uh, so which is why they're probably let's get this uh let's get this movie going. You know. All right. Mm-hmm. And now they're gonna have to think of something else because I doubt it'll do what they wanted to do. They need to just revive a different horror franchise at this point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ain't going anywhere. Yeah, hang that up. Yeah, what I know what you did last summer was that. <laughs> Let's just bring that back. I never know the difference. I thought they were one and the same, to be honest. Yeah. But I definitely. Uh, we've, we've, uh, well, we're not well past the holiday season, but uh, last week in theaters, we had what, a wish. Uh, the new Hunger Games and uh, Napoleon. Okay. So a, a nice little box mm, office right. draw last weekend. Right. Um, but uh, I I need to check the revised numbers because this it, wish was expected to earn uh, what close to fifty million in that first week of release, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, that's okay for an animated movie. So I gotta go back and check these numbers, but I've heard good things about these films. Although historians are mad <laughs> at Napoleon, what? Yeah, because it's not accurate. <laughs> it's got a bunch of. Uh... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> for like, what do you expect? Uh, yeah, but like, come on, man, you're doing like a history piece about somebody like that. It's not like his his exploits were, you know. Nobody knows what happened. It's like, man, that was like the fucking French Independence Day. You know what I mean? Like, they, it's a little weird to take creative liberties with something that happened. It's not like, you know, Moses or the dinosaurs. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you kind of got to stick to facts when you make stuff like that. Yeah, but how did they diverge from actual history? I think one one big complaint is like, I think they like shoot at the Napoleon shoots at the pyramids of Egypt. Yeah, right, and that never happens. And I think, I think really Scott said in like an interview, like yeah, it just it was the easiest way to show that we are in uh, Egypt here. So well, he did it. <laughs> I, I, uh, his his like retort to that criticism, he is like, I hate when people say it's not accurate. It's like, were you there? And it's like, no, man. But like, I've read a history book. Like, I I trust yeah. the people who were there. Uh, Anyway, the movie, the movie did not. License, man. Yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah. okay, then do what they do with like The Great, where The Great is a TV show that I will talk about nonstop because it's so fantastic, but it's about Catherine the Great and it's like asterisks at the end of the title and occasionally true story. Like, just like lean into it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like they always do that. It's like, you know, I think when they say like based on true events, it's not like 100% accurate. It's just like, right. Or rather use the word inspired by true events. This way you get some sort of like leap. Yeah. I don't Maybe. think it's like as blatant a lot of times as like. Right. Like yeah. I watched something on Netflix that was inspired by true events. Like one of the the big pharma movies. Yeah. And like they just yeah, changed like the name of the drug. Dope Sick, I'm sure, yeah. had some mm-hmm. some stuff like that. Some they embellish a little bit. Like, right. You know, or even a, a American Gangster, right? Uh, when Denzel was playing. Uh, What's his Frank name? Lucas. Yeah, Frank Lucas. Frank Lucas is nothing like that, right? Yeah, he did not blow a man's brains out in the middle of a 
yeah. treating broad daylight. So I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, as long as the movie's good, Napoleon's like it's supposed to be decent. So I, I don't let it slide. When it comes to historic films, I kind of expect that creative licenses will be taken because mm-hmm. it's a movie, and they're always going to go for what's more entertaining as opposed to what's factual. Right. So. Yeah. It's like well, if I wanted 100% historical accuracy, I'd watch a documentary. Sure. Uh, it's totally fair. Totally fair. I don't know the exact criticisms that have been leveraged against his historical inaccuracies. I just know his response to it was like, <laughs> you weren't there. And it's like, okay, I mean, I guess, yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, neither were you. Either way, the, um, uh, the reception of that movie has not been great. It is 60%. Critic and uh, audience recommended, which is pretty low for a Ridley Scott movie. I mean, um, maybe my bar is low at this point. Yeah, <laughs> my bar is low. <laughs> I still want to see it, but it's um, it's good that that uh, Flowers of the Killer Moon came out too, because that gives me something to watch that is like within that historical time of a day. piece kind of. Yeah, <laughs> quarter of a day. Yeah. <laughs> Get my catheter put in and sit down and watch the latest Scorsese <laughs> film. Right. Uh, All right. What else yeah. we got? Uh, this is a something from Fu, which I find interesting. Apparently, Hall and Oates are having like a legal battle, and uh, oh, right. uh, Hall issued a restraining order against Oates. Really? I thought they were like cool. They are not cool at all. So there's no, nothing's disclosed, or at least as of uh, this uh, Variety article, nothing's disclosed about like what they're disputing or what's going on between them. But like, did, did uh, Hall like have sex with Oates' wife or something like that? <laughs> I, I hope it's I like debaucherous. Like, <laughs> came over and peed in my pool. And he just keeps doing it. I uh, today I, I learned that Hall and Oates are both still alive. I just assumed one of those. Nah, what? Aren't they like Why? Why would 80, you assume that? 80, 90 years old? No. Hold on. Oh, no, they're not that they're old. They were popular in the 80s. Yeah, but they're not in their 80s. <laughs> yeah. If these dudes were not romantically involved, I don't know. No, they're they're like, according to uh, Oates, no, of course, sorry, according to Hall, they are like just business partners. They were the best part of the Grand Theft Auto Vice City soundtrack yeah. after Billy Jean. Oh, now I want to know how old they are. He I'm trying any... to find that. All right, members: Daryl Hall. Oh, 77, and uh, John Oates is a uh, 75. Oh, so they're up there, almost up there. They are mm. up there, but they're not as old as I thought they were. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Good luck to them. I love Hall and Oates. So. Same. Yeah. Making my dreams come true. All right, we, don't, we, can't, we can't afford it. We can't afford it. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't say it. Uh, oh, uh, some Marvel things. Um, we got a first look at a uh, Agatha, whatever they're calling the rest. I don't even Agatha title. Insert title. Title and development. <laughs> So, uh, I forgot the day it comes out, actually, but uh, it does look cool. Um, I'm excited, but I'm generally excited for, like, new Marvel things. I just want something good to be released. Yeah. I just uh, love Catherine Hahn and anything she's in. Yeah. So, she's good. 
Yeah, yeah she's very she'll bring good. her charisma to the role, and I'm, she'll be a great part of it. But it's just gotta you gotta see the overall plot and what they decide to do with it, and the mm-hmm. writing, and the story, and the yeah. most importantly lately, the third act. How is that oh, gonna go? God, <laughs> I see them throwing a bunch of CGI magic blobs uh, at each other like Wandavision. Yeah. I'm be furious. And I just, I just hope they like. I, I would hope that it's like a it it what's the word for it. Um, it, like it's a nice mesh or gels well with WandaVision, but I want mm-hmm. like cohesiveness between those two. Like that's how she got introduced. So if there's like, yeah. if it just doesn't make sense in context, I don't. It's gonna, it's gotta have something to do. I mean, I, I bet the the plot of it is out there somewhere right now, but it's, it's gotta have, it. it's gotta have something to do with the coven of witches that uh, they alluded to, which is how the Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. was born, right? Like that's gotta yeah, be, that's gotta be it. I've noticed that in a lot of Marvel media, like the the Midnight Suns game and like comic books, they've been positioning Agatha as a member of the Midnight Suns. So I'm curious as to see if there's some sort of segue between Ghost Rider cameo and, confirmed. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> like, people people went ape shit because Mephisto didn't appear in Wandavision. But he, uh, we, we got a Mephisto reference in She-Hulk. Never forget. So. Well, that show was so meta. They were just basically scouring Twitter and Reddit like the day of the episode <laughs> to like post post credit insert shit. That show was fantastic at like I, I, I love that show pivoting nice. with the public narrative. Like they basically made a show around what they knew the discourse for the show would be, which is like, ew, why is she like so strong and powerful? This character doesn't matter and. They made a whole series about how toxic men online <laughs> can't handle a strong woman. There's still things in there that like tie into the overall Marvel universe. Yeah. Right? Like, right. Even Wong and all the stuff that was uh he was doing with a uh, Wongers. Like, Devastation. What's the I forgot that guy's name. Which one? Uh the the Hawks villain. Abomination. Wong yeah. and Abomination, like doing all that mm-hmm. stuff, mattered in Shang Chi, right? Later, right? Uh, at some point, that whole what was the, the girl's name that she got drunk in was like in Mephisto's realm, and because she oh, got oh, it's Madison with two eyes, but they're right, not really right. thing. <laughs> so, like, I I would hope like that whole Madison thing probably will matter later in some way. Like I I just I liked it, so I hope Agatha Agatha's the same way. I kind of want her to be, uh, you know how she's like a Franklin Richards nanny yes. at some point? Like, I want that. Like, I want to see her <laughs> with a fantastic She board. would be hilarious. Yeah. Like, she, so, literally, she mentioned in canon that she bit a kid before, so good luck yeah. to find <laughs> Um Yeah. Board, uh in the Marvel Universe, uh, the Loki creator is writing uh, Avengers King Dynasty. So, and Secret uh, Wars, I believe. Oh, Secret Wars as well. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. No pressure. Oh yeah, yeah, both, both. Sorry, thank you, thank you. So wild. I don't know. I think we all we we all love Loki. Uh, I think uh, they the the Loki creator. I don't know how much of the show he wrote, right? Because I don't think he's I don't think he's he like the, the sole lead writer director on it, right? Like he yeah, directed he Loki. Yeah. But he wrote Multiverse of Madness. 
Yeah, but I think this is what was talking about too, right? Where he he did like thirty rewrites of Multiverse of Madness. Right. Right. I don't blame. I don't really blame anyone for Multiverse of Madness being bad, right? Like you had a bunch of rewrites, a bunch of like reshoots, uh, schedule changes, and then you try to like force it out in a short amount of time. Uh, but you didn't have to do that with Loki, right? Mm-hmm. So if you and he did a well, the creator. The writers of Loki did a fantastic job. Uh, he created the show. I'm sure he was like, like you said, directing and doing all these things with the show. I I have high hopes now uh, for King Dynasty and Secret Wars. I think he'll do it justice. It all depends on one corporate involvement because I think that's what tanked Multiverse yeah. of Madness. It's the mm-hmm. constant rewrites. It's the the, the executive community. That was a COVID one for sure too. That was that got yeah. That was an actual COVID. They kept switching uh, shit up and they they ruined the plot just because they couldn't keep their hands off of an artist's work. And two, Mm -hmm. it also depends on who the director is, because rumor going around is that Sam Raimi is going to direct Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. And while I love Sam Raimi when it comes to horror, I don't think he's the right fit for something on that scale. But Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies are, well, the first two, are mm-hmm. arguably, like... Yeah, but those the... are very focused narratives. Like, you need That's a director, kind of like the Russo brothers, where right. they can handle multiple characters. And it's like, if you think about, like, the scale of Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, where it's on a multiversal level, you're going to be dealing with probably, like, an infinite number of characters. And being able to divide the time and give everyone meaning and make the audience care about whoever, like, that takes a very different kind of direction and while sam raimi is phenomenal when it comes to horror, i don't like, I'm anything along the lines of like big stuff like that i uh, i agree with chat right now t stairs saying i can't get raimi again i think the difference between, <laughs> i can't i i think the difference between spider-man one and two which raimi did and then multiverse of madness with which raimi also did unfortunately um mm-hmm. was i think that the executive suite like we're like we want a Raimi movie, and so they just told him to lean oh. in and just took their hands off. So like once he had the script, I feel like he was basically allowed to do whatever he wanted. That's why you got that crazy hokey shit with like, you know, the, the Evil Dead calls back and the fucking pizza balls. It was just so campy <laughs> that like people yeah. who liked it liked it because it was a Raimi movie, not because that it cool. was like a cohesive Marvel entry you know what i mean like that yeah. shit was just too bonkers and i think the reason it worked in spider-man was because he was constrained they were like make a superhero movie and then throw your flair in there but also you know keep the pizza balls out of the out of the oven so to speak <laughs> the thing is like, like spider-man is very campy himself so right. like that sort of humor and that sort of element fits well with it does Spider-Man that's a good point but it's like when you talk about multiverse of madness it's like why are we talking about pizza balls why is the extent of creativity in this vast sprawling multiverse just paint and yeah. red lights that tell you to go instead of green? Like it's just so you much could potential have there. I don't necessarily blame him for that because I think that's writing in the storyboard and stuff, but mm-hmm. just the overall vibe and the cinematography and just the like I it was it screamed Raimi in not a good way, in a way that did not fit. But I just, I blame that on the the rush, right? Everything's a rush. Yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But I I did check. So the uh, Michael uh, Warden is that his name? That's it, right? 
Waldron. Waldron, sorry. He did write uh, Loki episodes. I don't know if he wrote all 12, but he's listed as a writer. Okay. Uh, so I think I think that would be good. Like I said, Loki's probably the best thing that Marvel's put out uh, in whatever phase we're on. It's most consistent. One of the best things. Most, yeah. So I think as the way the way Kang is hang- handled in Loki, I think it's fantastic. So I, I'm I'm excited. I think this will be good. Wow. Chat trashing Loki. Chat he's, came he's in here. To, uh, yeah, he <laughs> came in. Came in ready to uh, <laughs> shit all over our opinions. We're not even at the Loki recap, Lucid. Like, that, we need to get him on an episode. Yeah, for Lucid, real. No, Lucid's just upset that a, a black man was killed in the show. So as, as soon as that happened, he, <laughs> <laughs> he hated it. He hated every bit. Uh, it, did, it, it did Jonathan Majors dirty, but it, that could be happening. Um, phase four has done Jonathan Majors dirty. Yeah. Well, Jonathan Majors' life has done him dirty as well. So he... <laughs> uh, speaking of dirty, though, this is not dirty. This is just stupid. Apparently, Netflix hot gave. What? Hot tub? Hot, hot tubs hot again? Yeah. <laughs> no. Apparently Netflix gave like uh the director of 47 Ronin $55 million uh for a series and then he just didn't do anything after that. Kind of just took the money. Like nothing nothing came of it. Well I, it's just weird. I, well, it's Netflix is bleeding money. <laughs> that is probably not helping. Uh yeah, they, I I think they they throw money at anything, right? And they just, you just get random shows like Kaleidoscope, a bunch <laughs> of seasons of uh, Money Heist. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, just do it. Here. <laughs> so they they threw fifty five million at a uh, I don't know his first name because I don't see his first name in the article, but I, it's just so weird, you know. Like I got friends that make stuff. Give them fifty five million, they'll actually give you something back. Well, I'll take I'll take. <laughs> Uh, yeah. That's just a random we'll probably story. We'll see something come of it. Uh, our last thing before we get into our main topic is just uh, we got our Fallout first look. So if you don't know, they're making a Fallout series on Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, I think yeah, it and it seems like it's like almost done, or it's like yeah. very, very deep into shooting. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. I didn't play the game, but I I've seen like stuff from the game, and I'm looking at the first look. It looks good. It's yeah. a very weird, yeah. But again, like when you talk about vibe and like campiness, like it's the the game has like a it takes place in a post apocalyptic uh, World War Two. Like basically, yes. Um, they adopt uh, the the story of Fallout for anybody who doesn't know is like after World War One or World War Two, they adopt nuclear technology and it like advances us way into the future. And then of course, there's a nuclear fucking apocalypse holocaust and um the show takes place after that but it's like kind of like you're stuck in like the 50s like mm-hmm. early 50s um so it's gonna be really weird to see if they lean into that um, looking at these should. these shots and these pictures it looks like they have leaned into yeah leaned into, the, into that because like they really lean into it in the game in a way that i feel like is not going to translate to I, yeah, what, uh, the Last of Us, but that—that's—that's that's what I mean. It's like I think that's the best element they could lean on, like the whole mm-hmm. '50s campiness, 
blended with the post-apocalyptic wasteland. Because it's like, we've seen post-apocalyptic films and shows time and time again, but mm -hmm. Fallout has a very distinctive aesthetic. And I think if you blend that very well and you like lean into it with the audience, they're really going to appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, but you know what? Different. That seems to me like a, a risk. And you know what companies don't like to do. Is something bland, post-apocalyptic, uh, and they'll have Pip Boys on, and everybody be like, "Oh, like, <laughs> ooh, ooh, like." <laughs> you're thinking of Warner Discovery. They don't like to to lean in, right? They're they're scary. Lord but of the Amazon, Rings was a pretty safe. That's before Discovery respite. Don't count know? anything before the Discovery portion. That was just Warner Brothers. Mm. But this, I think like, they're gonna. I think they're gonna lean in with the whole campy fifties aesthetic thing. I want to well, see a trailer. Do Do we know what we're getting a trailer? No, nah, I don't know what we're getting a trailer. It you, should you be see the first looks. I watched. I looked through the pictures briefly. It, this and variety Variety told me that I had to pay money to keep reading, so I. You did. I got I hit with to. a thing on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I use my computer for all this. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah you got yeah, an yeah. iPhone. You got to pay for this. <laughs> no, I think it looks it looks good. It looks like they're leaning in, and I think it's an Amazon property or Amazon's making it. Yeah. They don't usually like. I, I think it's like they print money, right? They don't care about uh, taking risk or what. Yeah, no, no, no. Do. I get it. So, I I get it. They're playing a different kind of game. Yeah, like this is just going to come out. I don't know. <laughs> Even if they do do it properly, I'm I'm afraid it's it's going to be a a vibe that is. A setting that is just very hard to capture. You know what I mean? Like, like I kind of feel like New Vegas and Fallout Three were kind of like lightning in a bottle because Fallout Four was like not as good story wise. Um, I, I don't know. The best thing doubts. to do is make us care about the characters. Once you give us that, everything else will follow. Yeah, and, I guess we'll know. see. Fallout usually has like a generic protagonist because like it has to be you in that place. Right, that's another good but, point. Is yeah, you're gonna so have you, to, yeah. Well, just give us someone we like, and then take we'll take it from there. Just like what they did in that Halo show, they made the that Halo guy really likable. I'm being sarcastic. It's not, know, coming, it's not coming through. <laughs> John Halo with uh, his nudie scene in the second episode. I couldn't even finish. The Halo series is so terrible. Yeah, let's. Yeah, I mean, we could spend all day talking about bad video game yeah, adaptations, but so this yeah. just seems like it might be another one. That's all I'm saying. This I'm, didn't the uh, it looks good to me. I, yeah. Didn't the writers of Halo like like resent the actual Halo franchise? Like they, they just they along. they just bragged about not reading it or no doing any background. Hey, so why would you do that's that? That's a great first step for an adaptation. Alienate your core fan base. Yeah, I think I don't I don't know who they're trying to appeal to because like nobody's reading those articles that are just casual viewers. The only people reading those articles are shit people like us who are like, "Oh shit, they're making a Halo TV show." And then you're like, "Wait, what?" You know? You want to know what yeah. other creative teams have the same thing? Uh, wait, I know no, this. No, we're not no, 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 we're not talking about secret that. Secret invasion show. Stop. It doesn't exist. All right, uh, Fallout. The That's series. your secret invasion segue for the evening. 2024. <laughs> there's, there's no secret invasion. Fallout comes out April 12, 2024 on Amazon Prime. So uh enjoy uh top of the top second of the quarter morning, of next year. Top of the morning. 
<laughs> we can't afford that either. Oh shit! <laughs> you have to censor me a lot. I need like a censor. We button. can't afford any of these songs we like. All right, so our main topic. Uh oh, all right. Uh, so we're gonna finally discuss Marvels and what Loki. Yes. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. Killed. I need oh. another. I need one of those stream decks. I should have bought one of those on Black Friday and then had like a bunch of sound effects. Which one y'all want to start with? Let's do whichever mm. one. Uh, well, didn't they finish uh, on the same day? Like I yeah. think they did. Yes. All right. Because we literally watched Marvels and they went home and finished Loki. Let's do. Uh, <laughs> let's do. Enough. Let's do Loki first because uh, I feel like. Most of our audience is has actually seen that or has more of a A vested interest. A a vested interest in that. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Except Lucid Two Sides. Yeah. (laughs) We really should have had Lucid in this chat this week. Although I don't think anything would have been productive at all. No, it's never productive. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bunch of inshallahs. (laughs) <laughs> it's, haram. it's haram it's yeah. haram it's an inside joke between our friend all right um yeah i my uh i don't know best part of loki is still kang to me mm-hmm. or nathaniel Richards. you mean victor what, timely yeah victor timely whatever his variants are it's i i love the way like every Every time you see the character, right, mm-hmm. it's it's a different personality. They're always different. Uh, I remember we talked about like they base Victor Timely off like an inventor of like the same period, and like it's just it was done so so well. Um, I think I love the the way the writing of Loki is good. <laughs> the story is usually good. The only thing I don't like is like. Time travel is like always like a weird story device, right? Because it never actually makes sense, right? Uh, so if you go like, digging, if you go digging for plot holes, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't have to go very deep. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't watch it and be Neil deGrasse Tyson at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Neil was like, "This doesn't, this doesn't add up." It's actually, he probably said yeah. that like six thousand times over the course of an episode. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I, and all the other characters are also very good. Like, I love, I love the story of the character growth and mm-hmm. development. Like, the conflict that's there is good. Mm-hmm. The only thing, also, I would have wanted to see more of like what's going on with like uh, what's her name, R- Ravona Renslayer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know that she's like Kang's love interest because, right. like, in the comics, she's his love interest, and they kind of allude to it in the show. But then, like, it, we we can just assume that like there was like an actual war. The TVA was like the uh, he who remains. That was like his actual army in that war, and then he just wiped their memories, right? Uh, and then had them like. Well, run yeah, the that's. TVA. I think that's one of my nitpicks as well. But let's stay. Like, mm-hmm. what 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 did you like about it? I'm curious what everybody liked about it, and then we could we should dig into the the critiques after that. Uh, on so. the topic of Ravona, uh <laughs> she gave us one of the most gruesome deaths in MCU history. Did she die? No, not when she... she died. When she killed everyone with the cube. Oh, oh yeah. 
that yeah. shit was genuine. Like that was like that's something Sam Raimi should have directed. That was uh-huh. that was a little shocking. Where I was like, whoa, did they really just do that? Uh, yeah. Cause like the sound effects were happening in the background and you could see like the, you couldn't see a reflection, but you could see like the, the light. The, the, the yeah. Right. So she had the cube about. with the, um, the TVA, uh, what do you want to call them? Like defectors, uh, who were yeah. not going with the official TVA thing. They just wanted to go prune everything. And, uh, and they came back, yeah. put them all in a little box that kept shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And then the camera pans away and they're just getting smushed. And and what was it? Miss Minutes was sitting there like already like smiling. Like, yeah. <clears throat> some weird little clock boner. Like I was like, holy <laughs> shit. That, that was, shit was dark. wild. Yeah. But, also, I like Miss Minutes' story as well. That. Yeah. That the the fact that she was just a, a program that played chess. Right. With, uh, uh, her her little backstory was cool too. About yeah, that was that was um, cool. I thought that was a fun little interaction, even though it was uh, kind of um, it took up a lot of time in a very limited series. But I did appreciate getting to see uh, Ravona, Victor Timely, and Miss Minutes like their dynamic. Like if we had had more uh, time, I think I really would have liked to have seen that incorporated more into the show because I yeah. thought that was a fun little, you know, because yeah, Ravona's relationship with. Um, uh what's his name he remains yeah is is like super important um yeah but yeah. And I, I agree with lucid i think they they kind of did her dirty i would want to see more of that they they didn't have anywhere for her to go after that point because um, even in the comics her story is deeply tied to kang's like as a whole so it's like uh-huh. without kang at wherever he is in the whole multiversal picture now like there's nothing for her to do the TVA has been restructured. Victor Timely is not going to become the He Who Remains anymore. And who knows what happened to He Who Remains at this point. So, like, uh-huh. I, about, I agree, uh, but I, you know, there's not. What about, what about Mr. Mr. Soccer Player Extraordinaire, Tom Hiddleston? I, what about. What I, I love about everything about his story. Yeah. Like, I like that it started and ended the way it, like, I remember in the first season, Mobius says to Loki, like, you're destined to lose. Like, yeah. you literally exist to propel others and, like, you know, allow others right. to achieve their greatness. Right. But mm-hmm. then, like, his ending, in a way, was, like, he won because he bested he who remains. But, in a way, he did kind of live up to that he had to lose where, like, to win. He, he exists now to allow others to excel because he's literally, like, chained holding the multiverse there and faded to remain there until whatever else changes. What about, uh, yeah, that's a really good point. I was talking about like, uh, his acting though, like Tom Hiddleston is a, his performance. Performance performance wise, this everything, everyone's performance is like great. I think that was one of the highlights of the show to me is that even though the show, excuse the pun here, but like branched off a little bit more than I would have liked it to in some areas, a little, uh, some episodes felt a little bit more disjointed than others. I thought everybody's performance was awesome. Even Brad, like I was like, who is this character? I don't care anything about this, but like, mm-hmm. it was just very compelling. There was a very compelling scene, like sequence. You know what I mean? Like nobody, it didn't seem like anybody was phoning it in, which was a nice stark contrast to another show, which shall not be named. Uh, Cause we already <laughs> named it once. But nobody was phoning it in. Everybody was having a lot of fun. You could tell um, Tom Hiddleston did like a late night thing, like a day after uh-huh. the finale aired. And like you could tell that he really, really enjoyed working on it. 
check that one. Oh, and that's because that's when the the uh, strike ended, so they could finally right. go and promote things. So him and Brie Larson went out to promote Loki and Marvels. Right. Yeah, the cast was amazing as a whole, especially like uh, Boros. He's you know he Huey Kwan is always great. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was a great yeah he was a great addition as well. I, I almost completely forgot he was in the show. Yeah, he was a great character. Yeah. yeah. But but let's let's. I know we had like some. Uh, I think all of us had different opinions about what was actually happening. Happening. Yeah, uh, you want to talk with, about the ending? No, 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 no. Well, we could talk about that too. But I meant the loom, the actual loom, the because loom. when I watched the show, I what I understood is that from what he said, he who remains said, is that the loom uh, prunes timelines automatically. That's what it's there for. So Victor was lying to you. That's like he's not doing what you. He's not fixing the loom, right? He's, it's nothing wrong with it. It's doing what it's supposed to do. And the TVA is just kind of there as like collateral. Like they don't, from what I understood, they don't actually have to go and prune things. It happens automatically. So, so, so it, it, what's the name? He Who Remains' his plan exists in two stages. The first right. stage is to use the TVA to prune the timelines. And in the event that the TVA fails, that's when the loom steps in. And so explodes. the loom, exactly. The loom is designed to fail, meaning if the TVA cannot prune all the timelines, the, the loom will then overload and then restart everything, thus creating the sacred timeline all over again. That makes more sense to me. Because, like, the loom was definitely failing. Like, it was breaking. I mean, uh-huh. it was, like, shutting down. All the beepers and buzzers were going off. And even, though like, Ouroboros said, like, Shit's broke. Um, yeah, it's like how do you divide? How do you divide by infinity? Right. Because right. it's an infinite number of timelines overloading, and it's supposed so, to. Be right. So the loom's supposed to break yeah. and then start everything over. So it's a failsafe. Right. Yeah, yeah, but so Victor should have understood this, and whatever he was doing is not. This is not the truth. Well, I not? think Victor was innocent. I don't know. That's it, that's the other thing. That's why I like the character. Right, it, it definitely to me is definitely up in the air, because yeah. if you you either believe Victor or you believe He Who Remains, and He Who Remains kind of is to me is the one that he doesn't really care what happens. He like he let them in there to kill him. He knows he's going to die. Right, he just he has no like dog in the fight. I don't think he's the one that's lying. I think he was always like he did have a dog in the fight. He just always believed he was going to win. So uh, he was showing Loki that no matter what happens, you always come back to me. It's kind of like that Thanos quote. Like, you thought you could live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Cause so, it, yeah, because the, the loom explodes. Sacred timeline is back, which is his timeline. So he hey, remains is right back where he is. I'm here again. So he was just bored. And then, yeah, I, I think <laughs> he also wanted to teach Loki a lesson because of mm-hmm. however many people who have, like, stood up against him. Loki was the one who obviously had the most potential to disrupt because, you know, he's an embodiment of chaos. So I think Mm -hmm. he allowed himself to be killed in the first season. This way, when the second one came along, he just wanted to show, hey, no matter what happens, you're going to lose. Give up. Right. I think that solidifies it for me. I think that makes the most sense. I wasn't really entirely sure on that series of events, but that makes the most sense to me. Uh, what y'all think about my, the uh oh sorry go ahead no i said my gripe with like i'd say my biggest issue with loki the matter of fact the handling of like jonathan majors as kang is that like 
every time we've seen one of his characters, and they've all been acted phenomenally. Like I equate his portrayals to like um, Moon Knight, where it's like Stephen Knight and right. the actual character he feel right. completely different, right. or like James McAvoy and Split. Like he's right. outstanding. But every time we see a version of a Kang variant, he dies or he gets outsmarted. Right. So it's like, where do yeah. we feel the menace from him? Like, why should we be intimidated? Because the first time we saw him, he got stabbed by Sylvie. Second time, stampede by ants. Come on. <laughs> Classic. Third time. <laughs> Classic stampede by ants. What are you going to do? Third, third time, outsmarted by Loki. So it's like, how is this oh. man a threat? All right. So uh, let me... The, all right, when he got stabbed by Sylvie, that was by design. He wanted them. Okay, there, I'll give you that one. Right, and then the outsmarted. Was he outsmarted by Loki? Yeah. Cause... So we've been led to believe. So unless they like revert that, so like they reverted him getting stabbed by Loki by making it part of a cycle in the second season, right? So they would have to undo his defeat again the next time we see him. But to yeah. Ramblin's point, it's just kind of like I've seen him lose three times now. Twice. And like, don't, the first time doesn't count. So I doesn't think it, it it does. It did for a whole year. For a whole year, that, we thought he got no, stabbed that, through the heart. That was by design. He wanted them there. Okay, let's I, just say okay. Only two times he's been defeated. Okay, only yeah, two yeah, times. It, One two, of those by times. <laughs> at, at that point, like. I'm just, I'm just talking about like, two right there. this is not actually Kang, yeah. right? This is just some random Nathaniel Richards variant, right? So we haven't I, seen Kang lose. I agree. Uh, though, no, I agree with the original sentiment that like his image is right, not image. threatening. Yeah. We never saw Thanos get stampeded by ants or carried away by butterflies or some fucking nonsense. You know what I mean? Ima- like, imagine if that time we saw him in Guardians of the Galaxy, he got beat by the Guardians of the Galaxy. With that, from a fucking dance off. You know what I mean? Yeah. He got hit busted to death. Even if he was like, I was the master boogaloo dancer all along, it's like, all right, but like the damage has already kind of been done to the reputation. It's like, while I agree, like he should be, like he's a fantastic actor, but the way they've treated his character is just like, they're starting to have diminishing returns on him, where it's like every time he's a, he appears, it's a fantastic performance, but he loses. You know he's going to lose. Whereas with and Thanos, he, it seemed like he had all the pieces set up. First real time we got to see him on stage, he like pop, pop, and like karate chops the Hulk, you know what I mean? And kills Loki. Yeah. So that they can't do that yeah. with Kang now. They can't go back and be like, this is the first time you're seeing Kang the Conqueror. Because like they, they can. That's the the whole beauty of like variants and like alternate timelines. We haven't seen Kang the Conqueror conquer. We've seen like other versions. I thought his portrayal in Ant Man was supposed to be the Conqueror persona. That's what I thought. It's it's not. So what? We got to wait now, like three more years, to find out that that's not true. Like, not my thing. (laughs) <laughs> not, my not my king. king. <laughs> the MCU has been dragging its feet as it is. Now we have to wait again to find out which one's the king. We like, need like good writing for king, which is why like uh, Michael. That's w- his Waldron. point. That's just Ramblin's point. Is that they haven't written yeah, yeah, him well to this point. That's thing. It's like he's been his writing has been great right up until he has to like solidify himself as a big bang. 
All of his right. dialogue is fantastic. The performance is fantastic. Mm-hmm. A lot of the schemes he sets up are brilliant, but then when it comes time to be like, okay, why should we fear him? He gets trampled by ants. Can't even kill a fucking Ant Man. Can't even kill Ant Man's geriatric father-in-law. Like, come on, Michael Douglas. We know, we know, we know that we know that Quantum Mania was like kind of like diluted at some point, right? It's not. It was supposed to be a lot more bloody. Like you would, we didn't get to see what they the original intention for Kang, and that's probably that's their fault. They should have done that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the trailer don't had like him beating on Paul Rudd. Uh, it, it sucks, but I don't know. Back to Loki. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, that was a huge tangent. Uh, yeah, somehow sorry, we uh, always find a way to talk about Secret Invasion or Ant Man. Um, we need like a Asian doesn't yeah, exist. We need a we need a we need that stream deck to like. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Um, it's not real. The ending to me was awesome so a lot of the beats were predictable uh as some of our audiences pointed out like nothing really shocked and awed (laughs) up until the the last episode but man like you could just tell a different level of of um effort was put into that last episode as far as the writing goes as far as like the like the cinematography the storytelling the acting and then that ending in particular Mm -hmm. I didn't see that coming. I mean, I didn't, I don't know if anybody foresaw that he was going to have to physically hold the timelines together. You know what I mean? Like to sacrifice himself in that way. And then the icing on the cake is that it's like, it makes the tree of life like Yggdrasil. That's what I thought was brilliant. I was like, damn, that was very clever in a way that we haven't seen the MCU be clever that was cute. I don't even remember. I can't even remember uh, when they've done yeah, anything. They come like saying with the tree. That was cute. I don't care about this tree. The tree was good. <laughs> care about this little tree. I was just trying to figure out, like, what is he doing? Like, how is enchanting timelines stopping them from like? I didn't get uh, it until he sat down and was physically holding them. Like, I didn't yeah. understand what was happening either. But so, damn, that I, was such a fucking cool sequence, man. Like, it looked cool, but it what looked, does it make sense? After this conversation, I'm like, oh, so the loom is exploding. The loom explodes and it's forcibly pruning every timeline to get right. back. Timelines are just like sacred. falling off and like dying because right. they mm-hmm. are just like spiraling out into the nothingness of the whatever. The no, but that's because that's the loom. The loom is doing that. That's based on our discussion. That's what the loom is doing. Right. That was he who remains playing all along. Like I am inevitable. The, this is, is destroyed now. All these timelines are going to always go. And then, no, Loki's like, nah. I'm gonna use my new time. I'm gonna like, do my own thing. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do my own thing. I've been exposed to all this radiation. I can like, I can uh, control and control time and which keep makes these sense from, like, again. I think yeah. part of the brilliance of this like ending yeah. was that he had to. <laughs> go back in time centuries worth. Like he had to do do do-overs to learn how to do his time skipping thing. My only critique here is that it got like explained in like 10 minutes was like, he had to go back and relearn all of the ins and outs of like, you know, astrophysics and time travel and shit. But it's like, by the end of it, he literally was like a God of, 
time travel yeah. of of manipulating time. So that also that's why I thought it comics. made sense, yeah, right? Yeah, and it was a callback cool. to the comics. It's in the comic. The, yeah, the he becomes the god of stories. The god of so stories. Like, yeah. Originally, he begins like the, the liar god, but then like, what is a lie but a story that's told? And then when he has his redemption, thus it makes sense. Mm. And I like that he, uh, to me, that that whole joke of like him like uh, having to keep going back in time to like learn things, and then like they just give you a little like centuries later, or like you know ten years later, just so how many. Yeah, it's just it's just funny to me. Like this is just this little joke, and like him talking to Obi, like, "What do I need to do to 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 do this? How how long do you need? Oh, about this. All right, go back, come back. We're at the Was same. Was that time. your Ouroboros <laughs> impression? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> but then that was just funny to me. Like, I like this comic relief portion. Like, this is these these the situation is dire. Let's get some some comedy in here. I I enjoyed that. Yeah, and I thought that was really good. And like after this discussion, I understand the tree. I'm just I'm a hater, right? I, I don't I don't actually care about it. You being, are a hater. Uh, Can't get you to listen to any podcast aside from our own. Even I'm like, hey, this is wrong. I don't support nothing that's not Cameo's brand. I don't support it. But I I I do get I get the the ending of the of of Loki, and it was very good. It was very well done. You know what else I, I liked? Care about the tree. You know what else I really liked? Uh, before <laughs> we move on to the Marvels, because we gotta we gotta switch it over to that one. But um, oh yeah, I forgot. Sorry. All that cool stuff we get to talk about. Um, these how they portrayed timelines getting evaporated, like just the Bro. way that they made it look, where everything yeah. started to get like sp- slowly spaghettified. It's different mm-hmm. than like getting dusted, like when Thanos did the snap, and then everybody got dusted. They actually yeah. had a different effect, which is similar to like what happened in Ant Man, where he's getting like spaghettied, and then um, obviously where Victor Timely gets hit with that blast from the loom. But like they did it to every object, and then like slowly things would start to like come apart at the seams. You know what I mean? At like the yeah, I thought the director that I really said that. that was like rooted in physics because if you were to go into a black hole time would start to dilate until it was completely destroyed. Right. And your physical matter would spaghettify more and more and more and that's where they got the inspiration. I thought it was real cool. And I appreciate yeah. when like they people put that attention, that type of attention to the detail. And it just helps like bring that's it beautiful. to life. You know what I mean? Like they could have just yeah. cheaped out and used the dust effect again and I know nobody probably would have cared, but like, I just is that yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why they didn't do it. Um, but yeah, that's 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 where I stand on it. Yeah, my only critique: I wish the show had been a little bit longer, so they could have fleshed out some of those um, those branch storylines. Yeah, my critique just Ravona. I I would have wanted more of like her and her story, her involvement right. with Victor or well, Nathaniel Richards. I'll just say Nathaniel Richards. Also, like, like, oh, I forgot Mobius. I like seeing his story as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that was very good they, to see uh, his life. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's another thing. I would have liked to see more people's, like, like true lives. But then you just, all right, we're, we're kind of taking it too far. Like, it yeah. just stretched mm-hmm. too far. Morbius, there was not Mobius, enough time. Yeah, Mobius was a good one to focus on. But to know that, like, what, B-15 or whatever her name was, she, you know, she was a doctor. Uh, the little analyst, he was like, 
a criminal, <laughs> the <laughs> criminal in like the eighties yeah. or seventies, right? That that was all good, so it was good to see. Yeah. It's just Ravona. I, I wish we would have got more story from her. That would have been like icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of icing on cake. Speaking, uh, of, I knew it. I knew that one was coming. Are you saying Dr. that Marvel women women are in the kitchen icing cakes? No, what are you saying? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying <laughs> that was my segue into the Marvels because Captain Marvel was married. We just found out. Uh, that was cool. I was uh, thinking about Spectrum, but okay. Lucy fell in love when he's watching uh, Marvels. Best part of the movie to him was a. Uh, Spectrum. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's make this a constructive conversation as much as possible. Um, what you ain't trying to get that what, hot tub money? What did you <laughs> What did you like about about the Marvels? Like what? Iman Vellani. Yeah, Miss Marvel yeah. was amazing every time she was on screen. Like I feel like they should have centered the whole Young Avengers side of the universe on her from the beginning. Because like she stole six every movies scene. ago, yeah. yeah, yeah, she she stole every scene. She was the heart of the. Film. I feel like this was more her movie than it was Carol Danvers. You got a whole, think, you got her whole backstory. I mean, yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I think Brie yeah. Larson was Brie Larson was busy filming Fast Ten, point one, two, and three. So she was busy yeah. squeezing into that white tank top, like right, scene go. after scene. <laughs> much for constructive uh, <laughs> listen i'm just this is what the memes say that's what the memes are saying okay <laughs> no i, I did like a, i like the mavalani i liked her her character i think it just it just always bothers me in general and like i watch a movie and i'm, I'm looking i'm like all right so you shouldn't be using your powers right now right the spectrum is fighting captain marvel is fighting you should not be just stand back. Stay where you are. Don't use your powers. I'm going to use them. You're in the way. Like, why are you doing this? Like, stuff like that always bothers me. Um, yeah. But uh, it makes sense to she's a kid. Yeah. Wait, this I, is supposed to be what we liked about the movie, not sorry, uh, I, I, my bad. critiques. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Uh, for me, I liked. Man. Take your time. <laughs> do you remember that plan no, everybody sang? Uh, do you no, remember that plan? No, 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 no. <laughs> do you remember when, when Jay when Jay was in the movie singing no. and dancing along? <laughs> Outside of Miss Marvel, I think I liked uh, the Spectrum and and uh, Captain Marvel's like uh, discourse, right? Like just the fact that uh, she felt abandoned. I liked that they had like a problem with each other. Uh, and like it gives mm-hmm. depth to Captain Marvel's character because she the reason she wasn't come back to Earth is because you know she lost her best friend she wasn't there for her her goddaughter right, right? she so she's like trying to help other people to make up when for the, she f- the person she couldn't help fucked up which McCall it when she went back there mm-hmm. the Cree homeworld she did yeah it got annihilated yeah. so yeah she had a certain amount of guilt and she was trying to write that I. Yeah. I liked that too. That added a certain amount of complexity to the, like, I thought the whole relationship between them, them three was very well executed for this being an hour and a half long movie. I feel like I really got to know how each of them feel about each other. We didn't really get a lot of spectrum and, um, uh, Miss Marvel Marvel interacting, but we didn't get Mm -hmm. none. 
Um, I think the amount of those three on screen together that we got was like, they were basically in every scene together. They were like, Uh if you include that first sequence where like they're switching places, which, you know, uh, it was a creative way to basically have them all part of the same fight. Um, Uh I think to second, just rambling Iman Vellani, like, I know a lot of our audience did not watch Miss Marvel. I don't think I would even recommend it to most of our audience um, just because it started good, ended pretty terrible. And the general vibe of it, I think is just going to be a lot that people couldn't get over. But I thought this movie was such a solid introduction to her as a character um, that it was just like, yeah, like more, give me more of that. Um, but the whole, the whole, their whole like dynamic between all three of them, I thought was like fantastic. Yeah, right. Also, I like the consequence of the whole um, what Captain Marvel had to do to redeem herself, because right. one of the things I've always enjoyed about Marvel Cosmic is that the, the stakes are so much higher. It's like I remember this right. part of Civil War from the comics where. Richard Ryder, who is Nova, is talking to Tony Stark, and Tony Stark is fretting over the whole Civil War thing where he's like, I got to consider the lives of all these Americans. And he's right. like, Tony, I operate on a cosmic scale. It's yeah, like, he's like, he's like yelling at him. He's like, yeah. fucking he's asshole. Like, 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 do you have any idea out. what's happening out there? Right. He's like, Annihilus just wiped out trillions of lives in a galaxy. You're sitting here worried about legislation in one country. And it's just like, to see that on such a massive scale with Captain Marvel is what I would have liked to see explored more. Because all it's right. like, I've always described Captain Marvel as like my ideal version of her would be like Commander Shepard from Mass Effect, just with superpowers. Mm-hmm. It's like having to deal with those big stakes, being a diplomat, having to make the tough decisions of like what to save and what to let die, and like right. you know what, the ramifications of like blowing up a planet full of villains, things like that. It's like mm-hmm. that was great. It's just we didn't get much time with it because the film was like as long as the kids' Disney film. Yeah. I- it should have been longer. Even like that that scene when like uh the the Marvel team they're they're on that planet after uh uh what's her name? I don't know, Gold Tooth is uh Gold Tooth Kamala Harris. You know, she, <laughs> she starts stealing the atmosphere from the uh the planet and then everything starts to like Yeah you know, starts to fall. People are in danger and like Kamala's like, We gotta save more people like Captain Marvel's like, we've saved enough. Like, we can't do anymore. We have to go. Like, this yeah. it is what it is. Like, and right. then you get more of their interaction. Like, right. Miss Marvel stops seeing her as like a hero. Like, you don't want to save all these people. What's wrong with you? Like, it's that part. That's really, really good. It it should have been longer. Yeah, like, that's proper. That's they, proper characterization. They should have been able to. Captain Marvel would have to make. Yep. That, that and that's to your what you were saying is like they they should have had the opportunity to expand on that a little bit more in being like this is the universe like this isn't wherever you're from brooklyn or wherever miss marvel's from it's like this is you know this is the last of this race like if these guys die it's done so we got to keep them alive and i'm gonna throw a pause in there for a smooth carlito in the chat this is just a pause uh and then uh last thing i love that they uh they finally said that Miss Marvel is using the quantum bands. I was very happy with the quantum band reveal. I'm glad it's not like. Uh, I'm glad they called it that. 
Yeah, I, I'm glad they called it something. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was very happy. As opposed to what? Wait, the quantum bands as opposed know, to what? In the comics, the quantum bands yeah. are called the mega bands. Right, 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 right. Uh, <laughs> One slip of the tongue and you got a PR nightmare. Yeah, they, they, they can't I, afford that right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they introduced the quantum bands. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's to me that means all right. Well, when they made Miss Marvel mutant, which I still don't like, but now there's room to like, uh, for if their power is coming from the quantum bands. Well, actually, no, it's it just the quantum bands unlocked her mutation, I guess, because she uses her powers without able. the bands. Yeah, she uses them without yeah. the bands. And so they said that at the end of Miss Marvel, where um, little skinny white dude was like. You know, these didn't actually unlock your powers. It's like you have a uh-huh. mutation in your genes that like lets you. Yeah, things we didn't like. Oh, well, we've already said a bunch yeah. of them. Um, uh, did I mention Jay is in this movie? Yeah, Jay yeah. was dancing around on. Uh, <laughs> Jay. None of us right on his feet. Not her acting. Acting was fine, just not her uh, her actual character. The, right. the the character that was written was bad. She was another Ronin. Yeah, like uh, this is lazy. Worse. Uh, oh, way worse. Way worse. Yeah. Yeah. At least Ronin uh, was uh, played by um, Lee Pace. Thank you. It was a very solid performance. They mm-hmm. they they cut him off at the the knees, but mm-hmm. she was like. Boring. She had one so like one monologue <laughs> yeah. about her whole. Um, why she was doing this to make her a sympathetic villain. And it was just like, it happened 30 minutes into the movie and she was alive for another 15. And it was like, okay, like it is just so poorly written character. I didn't care anytime she was on screen. Yeah. I I thought her performance was great. It's just, this character sucks, man. Like what, what are y'all doing? Why'd you get this random Cree person in here? Like, I know. And they gave her the hammer. Yeah. And then yeah. to, to do all that, and then the movie's still short, so you can't even, you can't flesh out nothing. Like, it's just, it's too, the movie's too short. Like, it's just so, so short. They should have found a way. <clears throat> I mean, so for what it's worth, uh, we're talking about, uh, I think our main criticism is just how yeah. short the movie was. It didn't ever get a chance to breathe. So I feel like this is a lost, um, it's disappointing because it's like a lost opportunity of what could have been. I think mm-hmm. there could have been a lot more. This movie had a lot of potential that just couldn't get right. realized because Disney did its thing that it does these days. And it just went into post-production hell. And there were, they, they basically, what were, who was saying this, that they were trying it with a bunch of audiences. And then each time they were like, okay, let's take this out. Let's take this out. This didn't test great. We're taking this out. Um, and by mm-hmm. the end of it, the director left. Like the director wasn't even attached to the project yeah. by the yeah. end of it because she was just yeah. like, "This is not the movie that I made." So, yep, I think my, that is probably my biggest critique: is that the movie we could have gotten. <clears throat> I don't. We'll, we'll never get the uh, Snyder cut, so to speak. <laughs> uh, don't summon them in here. My biggest gripe was the fact that I don't think this film should have been made yet. Like, I think Captain Marvel deserved, like, her Winter Soldier first. Like, I would have liked to see her and Spectrum team up the same way um, Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson did for Winter Soldier. 
Mm. Like explore their whole background, all the grievances they have with each other, have them team up, learn to work together despite all that, and have them take on some random threat with a bit more significance to it. So like maybe you could still have the same like Kamala Harris villain, but give Kamala Harris some time to develop her whole situation. Give us time mm. to explore uh, Carol and Spectrum. And then give us time to understand Carol a bit more because like aside from her first film, we've seen her make like five cameos since and all of them have lasted like a second. Yeah, if that. Like, like she needed like her big breakout film because it's like I've noticed that like with a lot of MCU characters, they don't really knock it out of the park on the first try. It's like mm-hmm. Shang-Chi might be one of the few, but it's like yeah. Thor needed Ragnarok. Uh, Captain America needed Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Iron Man was another one that knocked it out of the park immediately, but usually it takes a while to hit their stride. I would have liked to see Captain Marvel hit her stride first before yeah. we crammed her into a big ensemble film that was only like an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah, especially, cons- especially considering Captain Marvel's impact later. Yeah. Like, right? Especially, like, we, we got mutants in this movie, right? If you get mutants, that means you get Rogue at some point. Rogue steals Captain Marvel's power. Uh... Man, you're you're stretching, all this stuff you're stretching things that they're gonna pull in. Like you are. Why, high, why, would, high, why would you not pull in Rogue? Like, it would have, be great. You have Captain Marvel right there. Bro, they've already <laughs> butchered. Like, they've already butchered House of M. How story. do you think? How do you think they're gonna handle that shit? I'm worried, like most things with the MCU, but Captain Marvel is a critical component of Rogue's story. Yeah, and we're we're getting X Men right. We got our cutscene. X-Men, the X-Men are there. I don't remember uh, Captain Marvel being a part of the X-Men 97 cartoon. She is. She was? Captain Marvel was in... Yes, so like she wakes up out of a coma because Rogue put her in a coma Mm. and she wakes up as Banshee and then tries to kill her. All right, I gotta go back and watch the cartoon. (laughs) She's in there. (laughs) I don't remember that. Uh, Oh, wait, before we get into that though, in the cutscene, I also, that planet of singing was so annoying and they put Brie Larson in that Disney princess dress and and like I was Fucking I was bad. so annoying like the movie's already short don't put this in here I like we did get to see that Captain the Marvel film. was definitely um fiending for Valkyrie though I mean like let's <laughs> those two those two are doing but even that so. lasted like 12 seconds and then Valkyrie was gone with all the yeah. scrolls <laughs> let's be real that she's they're they're definitely hooking up on the side uh, i would like to have explored that uh, yeah <laughs> that, that would have been a great post-credit scene shit <laughs> disney's first lesbian uh sex scene yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i don't know man. I just, the of singing was terrible yes i don't know and, and the whole cat uh, the whole cat uh, uh, escape from Sword Headquarters, the Flurgan Schnau, whatever those things are called. Yeah, that was annoying too. Like, I, I one, one, it why is Sword even wrong. malfunctioning? What, what even happened? Who sabotaged Sword? I thought someone was, it, was doing something. Was it just the cats were laying eggs in the ductwork yeah. or whatever? That yeah, was that really was really what that was. Yeah, I think literally the cat was laying eggs. So. Oof. So Sora's about to You're right. I totally forgot about that. I tried to forget. I couldn't. That like, was such an unnecessary this? part. It was totally unnecessary. You're right. Yeah. Like just uh, a waste of time, and we only got like 
the length of a yes. Netflix episode. I totally <laughs> forgot that that was the actual here. reason that they had to escape was because of that stupid ass joke. I, uh, I think they only included it to sell flirting toys. That's yeah, it. yeah, right. So that exactly when you go to uh, Disney World into the Marvel section, you can buy one of those little cats that. Yeah, it's like I want a cute cat with a Cthulhu mouth. <laughs> Send every child ever. Get your, get your demon cat here. Oh uh, man! man like, See, but these are things that I think would have worked if we had had like an extra thirty to forty-five minutes. Like mm-hmm. you know. Yes, uh, th- it's fine if you have time, but like we don't have time for all these this. little like, throwaway jokes. Would be fine if there was more time yeah. to like, like final sequence with uh big bad Kamala Goldtooth. Uh, we got like <laughs> battle happens. She gets flung off, and that's just it. It was like the most anticlimactic thing ever. And then they do that stupid shit yeah. where Spectrum um, sacrifices herself like out of nowhere. She's like, I always knew I had to do this. And it's like, what? We just were talking like three <laughs> seconds ago. What do you mean always uh, knew? To me, never no, had a death wish in your life. Yeah. She really, she really ex- no, she explained how to close the, uh, how to close the rift, right? She's like, someone has to do it from the inside. So, so she said that, all right, well, clearly she's not coming back. All right. So then so she gets over there. It's like, I always knew. Like, well, yeah, you said it. I don't know why they weren't listening to you when you said it. You already told us you weren't. Really that's another thing i feel like deserves <laughs> more time like at least another line or so just like mm-hmm. give an indication where it's like she's the one to make the sacrifice play like right. what steve rogers has always said but it's like yeah. she just explained it which felt like she was just delivering exposition it didn't feel like right. it had any gravity to it no. it was just like here's what has to happen and then bye yeah. and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> also yeah. it, it really bothered me too so like, rushed the way captain marvel's power scaling doesn't make any sense because in oh, one movie, she's, like, beating Thor, uh, Thanos' ass. Yeah, she's got <laughs> it. In another movie, Kamala Harris with a gold tooth is yeah. knocking her And a big away. hammer. <laughs> a big, she's got Kamala Harris with a gold tooth and a street sign is, like, deflecting her glass and, like... Whooping her ass. Like, what is happening right now? This doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, that's that's and they even in this movie they like flip because like she would have moments where she just like flew in and just like wrecked shit. And it was Mm. like, okay, that's how it should always be. Then they get knocked out by grunts. Like, why are you why are you you struggling with these people? They should be dead. Random question Uh, how the fuck did the hammer work? Because last I checked, it needed one of the infinity stones. I I think it's just a, a hammer. In general, I think he put the Finney Stone in the hammer because he couldn't hold it. So he, you need a, uh, you needed a conduit for the power stones. Conduit, conduit. Yeah. Yeah. So he put it in there. It's outside of that. It's just like a hammer with its own like thing. You just explained to me more than the movie did. That's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) This is me. Like I watch the movie, I see. Oh, okay. So now I understand what's happening here. Uh, they don't just they don't explain it to the audience. You just got to know. You got to pick it up as you're watching. Yeah. But they don't have time to explain it. They just got to do it. And <laughs> that's, what, that's the problem. The biggest problem It's like no. shit happens. Let's move on. No explanation. Yeah. No elaboration. The movie did not have enough time to be goofy in the way that it yeah. did. And also just skip over a bunch of necessary exposition background. Like just try to catch us up at all. I think for its credit. 
again, with the hour and a half that they had, we got to take a lot of good time with the three main characters. I will say they did a great job at that. So if you look at like, if the only thing you remember about this movie is Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel and Spectrum, then I think the movie did its job. But if you Mm want to consider anything that actually happened in this movie, you're going to have a bad time. (laughs) Like, like don't think about the story beats. Just think about like the, the, the cool moments that happened between the the three main characters and the movie ends up on the ending and the post credit scene. Oh yeah. Uh, Ending. What's what's the ending? Oh, Uh, the the sun. What are you talking about? Post credit scene. The Nick Fury reenactment. And then the post credit scene. What Nick Fury reenactment? Uh, oh, so the only superhero in the world, right? Right, right. Oh, right, right, right so right, set right. up for the Young Avengers, and that then set cute. up set up for X Men. Yeah, that was the, the Young Avengers setup. Is and this is cute, but like, <laughs> but, but like who gave access to these files in the first place? Exactly. You're not even supposed to be looking at this stuff. It was top secret. They just said, "Hey, come on, let's go ahead and uh, go go gather your team." What? <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Sam maybe Sam Jackson isn't phoning it in anymore. Maybe Nick Fury, like as a canon, is just becoming like senile and geriatric and just like leaving his shit all over the place. Like maybe Sam Jackson is like channeling that in real life. And that's why it seems like he doesn't care, but in reality, Nick Fury, just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Fury is just Nick Fury crazy personality switches too. Like Secret yeah. Invasion, he's this grizzled angry. Nah, it doesn't dude. exist. <laughs> It does not and exist. And then in the Marvels, he's just like this jokey <laughs> grandpa who's chasing cats around. <laughs> yeah, he's... I don't know, but who, who, who's our Young Avengers team? We we saw, we've we've met uh, Miss Marvel, uh, Lady Hawkeye, right? Uh, we've seen uh, Sakaar or Scar, Hawk's son, because he oh. appears in She-Hawk. Ain't looking uh, good, brunch. Uh, who else do we have? That's, that's three. You also have Wiccan and... Uh... What's his brother's name? No, no, we don't. They're definitely <laughs> dude. They've been in yeah. two things. They've been in two things already. They're Same definitely ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Kind of new uh, Disney Marvel mandate is that every film has to have a musical section. So why not? Our mother's <laughs> dead. Maybe <laughs> if Wicked and uh, Speed are in there, they gotta age him up. I don't want to hear no more ice cream songs. They're magic. They'll they'll yeah. be back. <laughs> That's fine. So probably I, Agatha, Coven of Darkness. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you also have Riri Williams. Oh yes, Riri. Forgot about Riri. And then um, uh, what's his name in Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Uh, what's his name's grandson? Um, Patriot. Oh uh, yes, forgot his name. Yes, the dude I kept slamming the door. Oh, Isaiah, Bradley's Isaiah Bradley's grandson. Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley's yes. grandson. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good little lineup. But I don't want no CW. Uh, <laughs> hero show like we were getting with Titans and uh, 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 what's Black Bolt? Is that what's called? No, Black Lightning and Black. Oh, okay. <laughs> all of them uh, CW hero shows. So, I don't want that. So, so my gripe with the Young Avengers isn't even like a gripe with the cast. Like I've, everything I've seen from these characters has been pretty decent. It's oh, Cassie, just that, Cassie Lang is another one. Sorry, too. Can't make okay. Okay. okay, everything I've seen with everybody else has been great. <laughs> <laughs> but Marvel's taken like five years to produce and then develop a film. They're not going to be young anymore. Haley yeah. Steinfeld is the same age that Scarlett Johansson was when she first took on the role of Black Widow. 
Wild. So Wild. if this film doesn't come out for the next four or five years, it's going to just be the Avengers all over again. Just with slightly yeah. younger people. Oh, but maybe that's the beauty of the uh, incursion, right? And the the timeline thing. They can like just recast. That'd be hilarious. There's going to have to be all have all this yeah. time introducing and they just wipe everybody away. Or they just do a time skip kind of thing. Five years later, bada bing, bada boom. Um, that's I, They have to do some kind of big retcon. I mean, that's the only way to pull this all together. Uh, speaking of pulling in Oh, Echo things, too. Sorry. Echo, we're getting Echo soon. Got about Echo. True. Is she a young Avenger? Uh, she looks like no, she's I like 30 she's, years old. She's part of the whole Marvel street level thing with Daredevil and yeah. oh, she, she'll be in a, on an Avengers team? I doubt it. Like oh. I don't know how old the actress is, but she doesn't strike me as like a, a kid. No. Uh, all right, well. So the second stinger, speaking of pulling things in, um, was the X-Men cameo featuring your boy. Kelsey Grammer. Fraser Crane. Mm-hmm. Scrambled like, eggs and tossed salad. I'm so glad that we got him as Beast. I that was like I was excited. I was so happy to see him. Agreed. Uh, also, I had to explain to a friend. I was like, oh well. So that was uh, Spectrum's mom is what Photon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not an X Men. She's not a mutant. So my friend was like, why is she there? I'm like, oh, well, Beast is still an adventure, right? So at some mm-hmm. point, he's an adventure. He's one of the smartest people in the world. Uh, probably a uh, his his expertise is what genetics, right? Yes. Uh, so he's if you need a doctor, you would likely call Beast in the first place. Yeah, Photon right. actually has a, a deep history with the X Men. So yeah, that's that's why she was there for all those wondering. She's not a mutant. She's not. In I the thought X-Men. I thought her character was somebody else in this movie. It was like by by something. Nah, she it was, it was Photon? she was Photon. Yeah, she yeah, was Photon. Photon. She had okay. the she had Photon suit on. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So most yeah. likely she's the one that found Spectrum. If you're gonna take Spectrum to a doctor, you're gonna take them to the best doctor in the world. Uh so you take them to Beast. They have a relationship already, like she knows him. She's not immune. For those wondering, she's not immune. So mm-hmm. that okay. was cool. I'm I love that little tie in. So now mm-hmm. we're we got we got alternate universes. We're we're in there. Although I don't know how like you ripped a hole into a alternate universe that shouldn't be happening i'm just gonna let it slide at this point uh that's not how that's not how these relics work they only work in their own universes right we've established that in loki and other properties so well maybe that's just the infinity gems that do that with that act within their respective dimension my theory is that since the black (laughs) since the blast went off in the current universe it was allowed to do that damage, but I don't think you'd be able to use it once you cross the threshold okay, of the two right. realities. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. I less like, especially in, just... like, in, yeah, okay, I less like, I ain't gonna say nothing else. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things, man. It's like Loki time travel. You just can't think about it too hard. It's like, just accept the fact that there's now a hole into an X-Men dimension, all right? That's what it is. We got Kelsey yeah. Grammer. That's all we need to focus on. It's Kelsey yeah. Grammer. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But again, we'll see when that uh, eventually shakes out. I don't know. What, what do you think we're going to see first? You, you think we're going to see the payoff for... You think we're going to see the payoff for X-Men or the payoff for Young Avengers first? X-Men. Because Deadpool. Because yeah. Deadpool. Oh, right. Because that's definitely yeah, got yeah. Hugh Jackman in it. And it's also... Next year. Yeah, it also mentions the TVA. So they're going to be doing like multiversal uh-huh. shenanigans. Yeah, and we've all—I guess—Spectrum's been bounced into Deadpool's universe. 
Right. So that's my guess as well. I think it's going to, you think it's the shared universe with the like um, multiverse of madness, Reed Richards, Black Bolt, like those guys. I, I hope not because they, they were the worst Illuminati you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> well, <they're> awesome. <laughs> Deadpool's Deadpool's universe was with the James McAvoy era. Like unless this yes. takes place way further into the future in Deadpool's timeline's future cuz like Beast would be played oh, by right. Nicholas Holt, our boy. But he's then he, he becomes Kelsey Grammer at right. Days of Future Past. Yeah, like at but when he's much old, at older, right? That's yeah. the older version of him. But like in yeah. Deadpool 2, we saw him walk into a room and like James McAvoy and all them were sitting there. The young X-Men squad were, were there. Yeah, that, that is true. But in the day, like uh, what Deadpool's as in, immortal is. Right. As, so uh, that's, it, a, it could I be. Mean, the cast, James McAvoy's X-Men is immortal too. They would jump whole decades and wouldn't change even a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Deadpool would be the kind of thing where he would just be in a different time setting and tell you bluntly. Don't worry yeah. about any of this. This is what's happening. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but it's believed that he's going to be working with the TVA. So I think it's going to be like multiverse jumping. Okay. Yeah. Well, then there you go. Yeah. So mm. we'll see what happens. I think that's a really wonder, cool way to go about it because I like to see yeah. him interact with um, Mobius. See, I wonder if he's working with the TVA or if the TVA is trying to stop him because he keeps time traveling. Right. Because now he has cables be here. Yeah, he has Cable's tag, and he keeps time traveling backwards. And like, yo, relax. Cable can't jump forward. He's kind of just there, right? Yeah. Uh, Slurms is asking about X Force. I doubt. I doubt we'll ever get like Cable and X Force. Uh, I don't even know if Josh Brolin is in this Deadpool three film. And we already got X Force and Deadpool two because they all died. Yeah. Uh, besides Domino, which was very funny. So. Uh, I don't know, but I think the payoff will come in Deadpool, which is next year. This is the only is, Marvel movie next year, actually. Yeah, it is pretty good timing with the Marvels and the big post-credit stinger. So just have yeah. that follow up with Deadpool and the X Men. Yeah. This, I think, closing notes for me was a movie that needed to come way earlier. I understand that the mm-hmm. way. Well, I should say this: certain story beats, those two in particular, needed to come way earlier. Um, the the building of the Young Avengers, and then the tie-in with the broader Fox Sony universes. They they needed to make that more apparent than a random cameo from um, uh, the old Spider-Man, because that sort of seemed like an open and shut thing. It seemed at the time when No Way Home happened, that seemed like a one shot. Like we were no promise of seeing Andrew Garfield or. Um, which I'm going to call it again. This needed to happen sooner to be like, hey, this is what we're exploring in this saga of movies. And I, I just, I wish that they had taken some of what happened in this movie and put it like way, 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 way earlier. Like before Wakanda forever, before goddamn Multiverse of Madness, before, you know what I mean? Like this is what I think we've been asking for a lot. And like, show us the team, show us the stakes, show us what's happening. You know what I mean? Like, and to get two of those in this movie that's come out, what are we like, three years in, three years deep, twelve mm-hmm. movies and shows? It's just a little too little, too little, too late. We just needed this way sooner. I I agree. I would have liked to see like whenever we visit one of these multiversal realities, whether it be like in Multiverse of Madness with the Illuminati or like 
with the X-Men and Beast in Marvels, we would have got to see the the, the impact of Kang. Mm-hmm. So it's like in Multiverse of Madness, like how you said all this should have come before. It's like instead of saying something like the, the greatest threats of the multiverse is Doctor Strange, they should have said like at first we thought it was, but then mm-hmm. this great menace came along and he's been ravaging realities. And now this assembly of Illuminati that we've initially created to stop you, Strange, is now dedicated to stopping Kang. Mm-hmm. Simple lines so like that would have gone yeah. a long way. It just add more gravitas to the greater threat. It makes everything a bit more cohesive. So it's like now we know, like, oh, Kang's not just a menace to Scott Lang and Loki. Like, Kang is everywhere in every right. reality. And it's going to take an assembly of multiversal Avengers to come together and stop him. Right. And but, uh, yeah, they should have narrowed the focus. Give us more of these cameos, like what we got here at the end of this movie, where you get Spectrum getting flung into another <clears throat> multiverse, right? More shit like that. Less goddamn Eternals post-credit scenes. Less shit like you got, you know, in, in some of these other properties that have just sort of like, oh, where's that gonna go? Some thread that goes nowhere. Like they could have kept it tight. Like this movie, yeah. the, the the post-credit scenes felt like what we needed to deliver the the narrative like from the beginning and it's just we've already the the timelines have branched too far out at this point so to speak you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i just wish that all movies had had stingers like this that had kept the focus like on on the objective and the team that was being built yeah everything in the multiverse everything involving kang this way like we know okay something big is coming and even though we don't see our earth's heroes rallying around it Every other Earth's heroes are trying to stop it. Right. Sam, well, any thoughts? I <laughs> <laughs> Sam's falling asleep. All right, y'all. Well, that's a good. Uh, this was supposed to be a. This was supposed to be a short one, but uh, we 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 had we, that was that was some good good discussion there, fellas. Um, I think next week. Uh, we'll catch you up on on the news, and I don't think I don't know what we, we're going to talk about next week as our main main topic. But hopefully, some big news breaks. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll see, we'll see what happens we'll, between we'll now and then. Uh, as always, watch Invincible every yeah. Thursday, like nine or something. I forgot what time. Yeah, if we don't have anything else to talk Friday. about, let's just talk about how great Invincible is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jujutsu <laughs> watch that. It's almost done for this season. Uh. Oh, this! If you want to, if you want to laugh, watch the Squid Game reality show on Netflix. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, Monarch Legacy of Monsters is actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you peeped it. Yeah, I need to. I need to catch up. I'm two episodes behind now. Yeah, I need Apple, Apple TV. Yeah, that's <laughs> totally where I've been watching it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, also, yeah. watch Run for the Money as well. Thank oh, you, cool. Smooth Carlito. All it's right. like it's a show. It's a Japanese show, and they. Sorry, we can close it. I just gotta say, it's a Japanese show, and just literally, it's, it's just people just running, right? Just running <laughs> to try to survive long enough to win the cash, but like okay. they're being chased by like just it's just dudes walking around in like glasses and suits. If they get seen, they just start chasing them. It's just it's so funny. Right, I'll they, check that out. That sounds it's, it's hilarious. It's just, right up my alley. <laughs> It's that so sounds like funny. most extreme elimination challenge. That's exactly yes. what I was about to say. That's exactly it's what I was so about to funny. say. MXC. <laughs> I gotta watch it. Like, it's, it's hilarious, man. 
right. Go people yeah. go watch all that stuff. We'll catch you watch next it. Tuesday. Thank y'all for hanging out. Peace.